Welcome to Consulting Growth Hour with me, Fahim Musa, where I break down key growth concepts so you can build a thriving consulting business. Check out the show notes for presentations and handouts as we go deep into the rabbit hole of consulting. Let's get started. Hey there, folks. Welcome to Consulting Growth Hour. So while we're waiting, could you please type in the chat what your business is, who you serve as a consultant? When I say who you serve, tell me about whether it's a small, small business or mid-sized businesses, large organizations, and what type of consulting you do, because this is going to be relevant. And that'll help me choose the right examples as we go through this session. So please type in the chat as we wait. Imran, welcome. IT consulting, mid to large businesses. Of course, I know that because we work together. Welcome to the session. Thank you, Fahim. So who said project management construction for client or contractor? Because, you know, I don't know what the issue is, but Zoom says that I, I'm saying it. Obviously, I'm not. So Munir says that. Welcome, Munir. Project management construction for client or contractor. So what types of clients? Commercial, real estate, residential. How large are these clients? Okay, John Pelly says agents helping businesses optimize their financial banking and payment process uh, arrangements. So these are, I'm assuming, right, John? So you're helping businesses. So what kind of businesses are they? Just tell me the employee count. How many, what, what's the ideal what does the ideal client look like? For us, an ideal client would be in the range of 5 million to 100 million in annual revenue. Could be anything okay. from a okay. small manufacturing company to a university. Got it. Thanks, John. So is that, is that Don Shepard who says IT consulting? You know, it still says my name here, but I recognize your picture from LinkedIn. So tell me if that's you, John, Don. IT consulting, currently mid-sized cybersecurity companies. Okay, so Laurie, Laurie, welcome to the session. This is the first time you're attending. I know we recently connected. I'm happy that you're here. So you help COO, CCOs. Help me understand what CCOs mean. Help CCOs use digital strategy to streamline customer operations. So that's in the realm of digital transformation, I'm assuming. Mid-sized 50 to 100K 50 to 100K in revenue. So that's monthly revenue or annual revenue. Chief customer officer. Is it 50 to 100K or M? Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I flip of the finger. <laughs> no yeah, they can't afford me if they're only making that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I figured it was, it was millions. All right. So for those of you who's just joining us, what we're doing is please just type in the chat. Let me know what you do and who, what type of consulting you do and who you serve, because that'll help me come up with examples, relevant examples, because if I know who's there, who's, who's watching, or who's listening, it'll help me come up with some, some examples. And what we're going to do in the end as well is I'm going to open the floor up, give, depending on how much time we have. And we're going to you know, do some hot seat live coaching. You can come on and talk about your business, talk about, you know, the type of buyers that you're looking at. And, you know, I'll help you if I can come up with some buying signals. So Tina, Tina, welcome. So you're saying lean scale up management consulting. So who, who do you serve? So you serve scale ups. We serve, hi everyone, we serve large corporates. So we are in the, in the corporate context, helping corporate startups to scale. So corporate so, ventures, so ventures within a, corporations? Right. Yes. But not only ventures, so we're not venture builder, if you will, but we help companies to validate their scale-ups or validate their new business idea and so forth. And and help them to transition it to scale. What size, what size companies are we talking about? We are talking about like large companies, for example, BP, okay. the oil giant that is one of our clients, but it could also be mid-sized companies. So it doesn't have to be the big, the big corporates, but of course they do a lot of 
new they they have a lot of new business they need to scale so can be can be anything but got it got it thank on you the, on, the, on the larger side yeah that's that's very clear thank you for that tina michael says um specialize in aec so i think you explained that the last time architectural engineering and construction i believe with expertise in operations business development project execution okay clients include concessionaires so can you Tell me what a concessionaire is, Michael, if you will. Okay, mid to large. Saurabh, welcome. IT consultations to mid and large organizations. So I see a lot of mid to large organizations. Joey says leadership and company culture for small businesses, service-based small businesses, one to 200 people. So yeah, so some small businesses, a lot of you said mid to large organizations. So I'll keep that in mind. A couple of you from the IT world, so which is good. Kenya, welcome. A lot of new faces. Good to see all of you here. Um, stick around till the end because we're going to do, I'm going to do some live hot seat coaching. Hopefully one or two of you can come, up, uh, come on and uh, we'll talk about your businesses. Alex, good to see you. Good to have you back. Kenya says we partner with organizations on removing assumptions about their market needs. So marketing, expectations, motivations for using their products and services. So I help inform product and service development organizations, B2B, B2C, mid to large. So when you say removing assumptions about their market needs, so it's a, it's a kind of a marketing service, right? Where you help them define needs, possibly the ideal clients and so on. And yeah, so let me, let me know product how development. Right we're, product we're, development. We're in product development, IT software development. And so we provide them with the qualitative insights and wireframes, user experience insights to help them build products that users can get something done with. Okay, got, got it. Thank, thanks for that. Alex, so yeah, Alex, so you deliver project and product management consulting services to eight to 80 person firms. So you're in the agile world. Are you not Alex, if I'm not wrong, you provide agile consulting services? We, we do, we, we basically are industry agnostic and methodology agnostic. So we do waterfall projects as well, but agile waterfall, like scrum methodology, coaching, everything sort of project and product management. So we actually have a lot of overlap with what Kenya does on the product side, but we're about 50% sort of white labeled outsourced project management and 50% strategy. All right. And you serve eight to 80 person firms. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of rolls off the tongue, but really we're talking small, small yeah, companies that small are companies. fast growth. Yeah. All right. I got it. Right. Thanks for sharing that. Thank All you. right. So let's, uh, let's just dive in. So I'm just going to be, I don't have a presentation to a visual presentation today. I'm just going to be talking about a few concepts. So let me just start off with this. So what is, what do I, what do I mean by buying signal? So we're talking about consulting buying signals and how to spot them. So let me just define what I, I mean by that. So a buying signal to me is an event or a change in your market's business environment that signals buying potential. So anything that happens in the environment, whether external or internal, that signals to service providers such as yourself, that there may be an opportunity either now or in the near future to, to sell consulting services to this organization. So in my experience, sales is about timing, right? A lot of you will agree with that. Being at the right place at the right time really matters a lot. But as you know, we can't control that, right? We can't control always approaching a client and, and being at the right place at the right time so that, you know, you get the business. But the best you could do is kind of position yourself, right? Uh, understand possible events that, that may cause buyers to buy consulting services and, and position yourself around those organizations experiencing those events. So what I'm going to share with you today is, is not an exhaustive list of buying signals that, you know, buying signals differ from industry to industry, type of consulting service to different type of consulting service. So I'm going to share with you a few that I've experienced, a few that I've, I've seen, you know, in my experience as a management consultant over the years, over the past like 15 years, and the ones that I've seen, you know, helping my clients do this, this sort of thing and build sales and marketing systems. So I list down a few of those and then, you know, probably deep dive into four or, or three or four of them. And I'll show you how 
I approach uncovering those buying signals and what type of consulting those signals can kind of lead to. Okay. So the first thing I want to, the first, I want to start off with this and, and, and this signal relates to all types of consulting, right? And that is a newly hired executive. Whenever there's a, and this is again, my observation and experience, whenever there's a new executive hired in an organization that signals that a, the company is ready to buy, you know, services or products of, of, of some nature. Because typically executives are hired into new positions to make some sort of change, right? There's a new project or there's some, some kind of new initiative or, or so on, and they've got a new executive in place. So if you're able to understand, if you're able to get that information about which organization has hired a new executive, then that signals uh, to you, that should signal to you that you, you must kind of try and approach that organization and get to that buyer, either through a referral or through a highly personalized campaign or, you know, adding that company to your, adding buyers and influencers within that company and kind of sharing content. There are many ways to engage them, but I don't want to get into that. There are other sessions where I've done that. I want to keep this strictly to buying signals. So that's the, that's the strongest signal. That's a really strong signal that I always come across. And this applies to a lot of different types of, of consulting, right? So what I want to do is I'll just share with you, I'll share my screen and I'll, uh, I want to share with you how you can identify when a new executive has been hired. And, and, and by the way, this is a pretty, uh, start playing all of a sudden, okay. So can you see my screen? It should show you the you know, Google Alerts page, but I'm gonna go into my sales navigator page. So can, you, can someone quickly confirm that you're seeing my sales navigator page? Yes. yes. Okay, good, thank you. Thank you. So sales navigator, as, as many of you may know, is a LinkedIn premium tool. And I use this tool a lot for sales and I recommend it. I have nothing to, I have no relationship with them. I just recommend them because I, I use them a lot and I feel that this is, a, this is an important tool. And, and this, this buying signal that I'm talking about, a newly hired executive is a pretty basic buying signal. So I'm starting off with this. Many of you may already know this, right? So on Sales Navigator, you get a bunch of filters, company attributes that you can fill in. I've done other sessions on Sales Navigator, so I, I don't want to get into the details, but Sales Navigator basically provides you with a bunch of filters, right? You put in your company headcount of, you know, your prospect company, you put in the location industry, if that's relevant, if you're industry agnostic, of course, you don't have to use that. You put in the relevant details, right? Of your prospect. I think I'm sharing the, the wrong search. Yes. So this is the one I wanted to share with you. I'll come back to the other one. So in this one, this, these are, this is a, a lead filter search. So you can search for leads, which are individuals, and you can search for accounts that are companies. So here you're searching for individuals that have, that have been newly appointed in their role. So for this example, I've chosen a company that is 500 to 1,000 people strong. I've searched, I've searched for my, my avatar, an example, is a vice president, president of sales. And I've, I've put in geography, Canada and the United States is an example, of course. And, and like I said, there's a lot of other filters that you can use, just choose whatever is relevant. But the main thing I've chosen here is activities and shared experiences changed jobs in the last 90 days right? That, that sales navigator gives you that filter, that spotlight a filter that you can choose. And it shows you basically, you know, for this, for these set of filters, it's given me 487 results. So I've got close to 500 people in, I haven't chosen an industry. So this is industry agnostic. It's given me 500 people, VPs of sales in these in a, in a fairly larger, a small business, I define a small business as, as an organization that has under a thousand people, but this is a, a larger, a small business. And you can kind of obviously increase or decrease the headcount based on who you serve. But uh, my point is this, that with this tool, you can spot this buying signal. And like I said, it, this, this 
is relevant for all types of consulting. Okay. Just pop in your questions. I'm going to be moving fast here. So just pop in your questions so I can, you know, answer them towards the end. All right. So let me just move to the next buying signal. So the next buying signal is an increase in hiring. So whenever you realize that a company is hiring or has increased its hiring velocity, there are lots of consulting opportunities that, that may open up during that time. For example, like I can see Alex's picture here on my, on my screen. So I'll just use it as, as an example. So I imagine you work with, I don't know, who's your buyer. So will your buyer be the project management office or the product, the chief product officer? Uh, Alex, if you can just quickly. Yeah. Confirm that. So we buyers are COOs, CTOs in smaller companies, and then in bigger companies, it's a director of project management. Right. So if you could identify, I mean, you have, you have your ideal buyer in mind. So if you do, do you think that when there's an increase in hiring, it, it's relevant for you, for example, if there are new, you said you work in project management. So you work with a lot of software, you work with a lot of software teams, right? Yep, exactly. uh, training software teams. So if there's an increase in, in hiring, for example, would that mean that they may be, would that be a buying signal for you? Oh yeah, definitely. Like we, we actually, we use sales navigator and these two are, yeah, the these two are pretty, these are pretty, yeah, yeah. these are pretty, uh, as, I, as I said, so, so yeah. So for the others listening in as well, if there's hiring activity is if there's an increase in sales, then, you know, new, it, it, it signals that new problems may come up, may crop up in the, in the prospect organization, right? It could be, you know, a signal for HR as well. Like uh, they may be in need for compliance, for training, for competency development. For example, even employee engagement. I've worked with employee engagement consultants before who, you know, it's relevant for them to know who's hiring and what the sales velocity is. It could also signal a need for operations, operations consulting. How do you increase productivity? How do you streamline operations? Also leadership, leadership consultants, when there's a, a, an increase in hiring, there may be a, a, a bit of a, you know, a, a reorg, if you will, in some cases. So that those, those are details you, you, you need to dig deeper and find out, but it, it also opens up some opportunities over there. So I just showed you on Sales Navigator that you can, you can spot an increase in hiring. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, Sales Navigator is, is a unique tool and that's why I recommend it a lot because, you know, on sales navigator pulls its data from LinkedIn and, and, and people on LinkedIn, they volunt voluntarily update the data, right? If they, if they join a new company, for example, they're just going to put it on there and that shows up in the company profile and, you know, LinkedIn and sales navigator track how many, how many people are joining a particular company at a particular given time and what that sales, that, that hiring velocity looks like. It's not 100% accurate, right? Not everybody does. Not everybody updates their profiles on LinkedIn. It's not 100% accurate, but it, it gives you some ind indication, right? It's, I think, I mean, as far as I know, it's the closest, it's the closest you can get to understanding the, the hiring velocity of an organization. If there are other tools, just put it in the chat so we could all benefit. So that's why I, I recommend Sales Navigator. It's a paid tool but uh, you get a month free. So you can just use it for a month. And then if you don't like it, or if you feel it's not something you want, then you can kind of, you know, just um, cancel your, your subscription. Right. So those are two things, two, two buying signals. Another big one, a lot of you have mentioned that you target large organizations or even mid-sized organizations and, you know, mergers and acquisitions become a, you know, could be relevant for you. So mergers and acquisitions are also a buying signal. It's a serious financial event, right? They, they may give rise to, you know, new and urgent needs. For example, like, you know, cross and upselling opportunities within, you know, the, the merged entities. It could give rise to change management. Change management, you know, when there is a, an integration between two organizations, there's a culture issue, and that, that leads to a lot of people and change related issues. So it gives right to change management consulting, right? Leadership coaching as well, because there's people, there's reorganization, there is a need for, for leadership coaching and training as well. Financial advisory, financial planning and analysis. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the FP and FP work happens before the merger, 
but there could be opportunities for for you know for financial planning and analysis as well post merger and a lot of other financial services like valuation appraisals of course valuation appraisals come comes before like if you know that there is if there's talk about a merger right if there's talk about this public talk about an acquisition right i mean the what's happening in the world right now is elon musk is trying to acquire twitter and that's that's been going on for some time right i mean that's an extreme example but sometimes you may know that a certain companies may be acquiring or maybe on the lookout or maybe on the or some companies may be on the chopping block for an acquisition and that may be a good kind of time to to approach them so how do you how do you know or how do you pinpoint and uncover mna activities or mna events now there are tons of websites that tons of websites that track mergers and acquisitions right there are lots of analyst reports and so on but what i want to present to you is google alerts now google alerts has been around for ages right a lot of you may know this tool we just uh, pull this up a lot of you may know this tool right and google alerts is nothing but a tool to monitor the web for interesting and new content as it says i'm just reading the reading this here and what it does is you know you could type in some keywords and keep monitoring the the web it pulls in you know websites it pulls in blogs it pulls in press releases it pulls in all kinds of information information from the web and it sends you an email either daily or weekly or as it happens as those events happen so that you can be updated right so for as an example right you can use this syntax so you can say you know search for the term acquired or merger and if you have a list of companies let's say you have a list of companies that you are targeting like the way i do it with my clients is that i make them put in a list of of 100 companies that their top 100 companies so just for the sake of this example i can say microsoft and then you use this it's called a bull term where you say microsoft or let's say bell canada let's say bell or let's say shell or whatever companies so you just use those companies and if you feel that those are the companies you want to work with and you want to you're looking for a buying signal where they're trying to acquire another company then you can put in that alert then you can create that alert you can just create an alert and oh where did it go i just dumped this let's do it again acquired another keyword would be merger okay put in that over alert and you can you know it'll give you some options where you can get the alert for once a day or as and as it happens and so on I'm not going to go into the details but uh, you you get the gist and then it'll, it'll show you like you know these this is the this is you know all the news items that contain that keyword so here you got some information on microsoft acquisition of this company then you've got shell usa there's some merger activity there city holding company announces acquisition of something else So if you've got target accounts in mind you want to work with specific companies a lot of you you know work told me that you target larger organizations so if you have a list of companies your dream companies that you want to work with just put them on an alert put up put up you know if 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 the merger or acquisition buying signal makes sense for you then just create an alert and you'll get an email about this and that is a way to find out whether or not that's a way to find out where you know which companies could be buying prospects okay there's one thing i i left out here like when i was explaining the hiring velocity i wanted to show you this example as well so on sales navigator you can search for account as well right you can search for organizations i i showed you an an example where you search for individuals like you know people who change jobs search for them based on their title but you can search for accounts and organizations as well and there's a filter which says which is company headcount growth so i've just put in a filter 10 to 30% growth as an example and it and it shows you i've i put in some industry filters as well telecommunications professional services and it shows you 706 results of companies that have this size companies 51 to 200 so maybe joey and alex this example may be relevant i mean not of course not the industry but it shows you the the company headcount as well so that's another useful tool 
or useful feature of a sales navigator. All right. So is this helpful so far? Just give me some feedback so I know I'm on the right track. So we've talked about newly hired executive, very common one. We've talked about he's in the hiring. We've talked about mergers and acquisitions. And another very, very common one is funding events. Let me just take a look at the chat. Yeah, so just let me know. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Michael. So Laurie says, what about decrease in staff or is that another signal? Of course, decrease in staff is another signal as well. I'm coming to that. Okay, let's just talk about that. Let's just talk about decrease in staff, okay? One of the things that is a, a buying signal, I have it under layoffs. Now layoffs are of course, unfortunate, right? They're horrible for people who experience them, but it does give you a buying signal because what a layoff does in a company is it you know opens up a whole list of problems. There are like, you know, companies need help as the business changes. They need consulting service. They may need consulting services to tie up some loose ends because key people have been let go or some people have been let go. And, you know, sometimes what happens is that when companies, you know, go forward with layoffs, they may hire consultants for a short, shorter periods of time in, in specific functions to fill up some gaps as you know, newer problems come up. So definitely a decrease in staff is a buying signal. Layoffs also signal cost-cutting measures and reorganization, right? So how can you as a consulting organization do that? There are training opportunities that come up as well, like because a lot of companies, a lot of employees have been laid off. Other employees, the ones that are, are you know, kept back, they may need to be reskilled. Right. So if you're a training consultant of some kind, you may find those opportunities in, th in those kinds of companies, maybe automation. Like I see a lot, I see some IT consultants here, but so if there are layoffs in a company, they may be open, they may op open up some opportunities for some automation type of consulting, right. Where you institute some piece of software or something where you automate processes because a lot of people have left. What if you're a PR consultant? right? Crisis communication. What if the, the you know, layoffs have a negative consequences for the brand? So crisis communication may, or opportunities may open up. Again, you've got to, you know, use this information and apply your mind and understand whether or not what's going on with those companies and how you can help them, right? One of my sales mentors told me that, you know, there are no rules in sales. You've got to kind of use your creativity and apply your mind and, you know, come up with solutions for yourself, right? Based on the, based on the situation, right? So when you feel that there is a decrease in staff in this, in this case, how can your consulting services be applicable? How can they be relevant to those companies, right? Change management. Again, when there's a layoff, the, it's a people issue. So there are people that are not the, the people who've you know, who are still working in the company may be very upset because a lot of their colleagues have been left, let go. And they may, you know, hear about another round of layoffs coming. You never know, right? So that they're in a different type of mental state and it's a, a people-related issue. So that it possibly could, I haven't seen this personally, but it could possibly open up some opportunities for change management consulting as well, right? So... Laurie, yes, a decrease in staff is definitely a buying signal. There is a, a website called layoffstracker.com. I've not, I haven't used this before, but I was researching ahead of this session. And uh, there's a website called layoffstracker.com. If you're looking, if you feel that that is a relevant buying signal for you, then go check that out and see if that helps. It, it gives you a list of companies that have announced layoffs or, you know, even a hiring freeze. So just check it out if it's relevant. Let me just take a quick look at the comments. Okay, so let's move forward. So we've talked about a newly hired executive, we've talked about mergers and acquisitions, increase in hiring, a decrease in staff slash layoffs. I was gonna talk about funding events. Now funding events is a huge buying signal. Very easy to spot because just go through your LinkedIn feed and every series A, series B startup is talking about their funding event. And there's websites like Crunchbase. I'll, I'll get to that in, in a bit, but the funding events are definitely huge buying signals because they open up a need for a lot of different types of consulting. 
HR consulting for hiring strategy, for compliance, et cetera, sales, sales development, sales enablement, sales training, because when a company gets funding, especially in the, in the startup world, for example, they get you know, millions of dollars in funding and VC funding, the investors want them to grow fast. So there's a lot of sales and marketing consulting opportunities that definitely open up operations as well, because you know, there is a whole lot of different types of new options that are being opened up and so on. So there is a need for, for operations as well. But here's my problem with, the, with funding. I think it's, it's pretty overused. I mean, any startup that raises funding, I've, I've spoken to startup founders about this who've raised millions of dollars and they say that, you know, whenever there's a, there's a announcement of that, there's a, they, get a, they get a flood of LinkedIn messages and, you know, emails and phone calls and so on. And they just, you know, they're not able to cope because it's all over the news. But I still feel that if you're creative and you find ways to open up relationships and do, do so thoughtfully, with buyers within organizations that have experienced a funding event recently, then it could still be a good way to go, right? How do you find companies with that have recently experienced funding events? I've just told you, I've talked about this website called Crunchbase. Okay, a, a Crunchbase, again, it's, it has a ton of filters. This is a paid tool as well. A lot of these SaaS tools that help you with sales are paid, but they've got free trial Peters so just check them out. So you can go in and, and type in your keywords and a whole bunch of features when they were founded, what, what, what events they participated in. It has its own filters for signals, leadership hires, layoff, no layoffs reported, what kind of financials, last funding date, last funding type, series A, series B, et cetera, funding rounds, acquisitions, et cetera, et cetera. So check this site out. It's more startup focused. It's more tech focused, but you can find some information here as well. If funding rounds are a buying signal for you. Okay. So yeah, just type in the comments if you have any questions and I can address them. So increase in hiring. We, okay. So the next thing I want to talk about is what I'll do is I'll just list down now a bunch of a list of buying signals. I, I don't want to go through and, and share a screen because of time. We've already reached already 40 minutes in. So a reorganization or a change in management or strategy, right? There's a company that, that announces a reorg. A lot of you folks who target large organizations, this is pretty common. Just Google you know, your name of company and this is reorganization and you'll see a lot of search results. So that opens up opportunities for strategy consulting, for leadership, for other types of management related, uh, related consulting. And here's a, here's a good one for IT consultants. Like I know a couple of, I know there, there's a couple of IT consultants on, on here, new tool adoption, right? When companies adopt new tools, Right, that could open up opportunities for IT consulting, for implementation, for example, or even migration, even some kind of you know non-IT training. So, Sales Navigator does have a a feature to see what tools that you know a, a company or organization is using, but it's not very trustworthy. I'm not very happy with it, but it's just there in case you want to check it out. There are other tools. I think that IT consultants may know the types of tools that like built with, for example, builtwith.com tells you what tools a website or, a, or an organization uses or what type of, you know, SaaS tool or what kind of, what kind of technology, you know, a company uses. I don't know how relevant that is, but if it is just check it out. And there are ways you can find out you know, if there are a new tool that is, is being adopted by, by certain companies. So that's for, that's for IT. Let's move to company relocation. Now, when a company relocates its headquarters or even like expands to another, your own location, right? That could be a signal. Just put it in Google alerts, right? Or there are way, other ways to, to find out if a company, there's a press releases and so on. It could open up other opportunities, especially companies that have moved to a, to a local area right? New market entry as well. Like if there's overseas companies, international companies that are moving in to the market that you're in or any new, any new market, right? Again, this information can be found 
through Google Alerts, set up the right Google Alerts and you'll find which companies are expanding, right? Companies that are expanding can, you know, need services such as perhaps it's marketing services, perhaps it's a channel sales. If it's a company that is looking to establish new channel sales relationships, sales training, right? A company that is expanding may be looking to develop its sales force. So there's, you know, HR consulting, again, staffing and recruiting comes into play, right? So those are some of the examples for those types of companies, for those, for those, for that buying signal, positive or negative press, right? If a company gets a negative press, then obviously there's, there's crisis, crisis management, communication services. If the, if there's positive press or awards and so on and so forth, if you're a company that helps them you know, do some kind of marketing or, you know, advertising. you can talk about, you know, was that, was your, was that press message? Was that delivered? Well, did they provide you with the right value proposition or not? Here's how we can help. Did you get the right number of social shares and so on? So positive press also is, is a buying signal, bad quarter or a good quarter, especially for large organizations, public, publicly listed companies. It's easily available online. Right when they when they when they announce their results, bad quarter or good quarter. If it's a, if it's a bad quarter, obviously there is a lot of opportunities that we've talked about. If it's a good quarter as well, there are other opportunities that you can talk about based on some research that you can do with the company. If the if the company is growing, that is a signal that you can offer you know a bunch of services. So those are the ones that I have right now, and of course this is still not exhaustive. Right, I'll need a, a much larger session to go into a lot more detail, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a kickstart, right? And like I said before, there are no rules in sales. Like I hope this session has given you some kind of inspiration to think about, you know, what your buyer needs, and what would kind of cause your buyers to move into buying mode and, and buying action. Right. So think about that. Use your creativity. Use your analytical skills. You know, as consultants, we have we're very analytical, and creativity is one of our strong suits as well. So use those skills to really apply your mind and understand what you know what buying signals make are relevant for you. Okay, I'm gonna just take a quick look at the comments, but just to raise your hand or anybody want to come in and let's just brainstorm your specific situation and talk about you know buying signals and then let's see if we can find out relevant buying signals for you so just to come on or raise your hand as i read the comments so laurie says this is great thanks for the feedback don says it seems a lot of these signals lead to cold calling and there's not much chance people accept cold calls during major events so that's the thing like that's a great point i i, I don't I'm against just random cold calling there is a place for for thoughtful personalized outreach Right. But uh, I, I, I'm not in favor, especially as consultants. I did a post about this recently on, on LinkedIn. I'm not in favor of random cold calls. I am in favor of having a useful and thoughtful referral strategy. I've spoken about this in one of my previous events. Anybody interested in that? Just let me know and I'll send you that, that video. Two things work for consultants. Two things work really well in terms of client acquisition for consultants. It's referrals. Right, but you need to have a referral engine and, and make and keep that a, a have a strategy around that, not random referrals. And number two, it's thought leadership, right? Getting out there in front of your audience, sharing your expertise, sharing insights, sharing your knowledge, and building trust and building affinity. That's how consultants have you know traditionally landed new clients and built a pipeline. So those two things work really well. And what I would do in this case, whenever there's a buying signal, is you know open up and kind of tune up, tune your referral strategy and find out how you can get conversations in, in those organizations. It can be done, right? And this is what I teach my clients in my, in my, you know, mentorship and coaching program as well. So, but it's, it def definitely takes work, right? But it definitely can be done and it saves you a lot of time as well, because once you know that there are certain accounts that you can start nurturing or start, you know, building relationships with based on those buying signals, it kind of, you know, speeds up that process. So that's a good, good point. So Kenya says, thank you. This is helpful. We've got, we've got 13 minutes left. I definitely want someone to come on. 
right? And, and have this conversation because I definitely want to do this. So who's going to take me up on that? This is a risk-free environment, right? So whenever there's an opportunity, just, just come on and let's have a conversation. Worst comes to worst, you won't learn anything, right? You're all on the call anyway. So who wants to do this? Okay, as I wait, Wilson says, what is the best for general leads search? Crunchbase, Zoom Info, Apollo, or Rocket? I've only used Crunchbase. I don't, I don't do a lot of cold calling. I don't do a lot of you know, cold prospecting. So I use Sales Navigator a lot. That's my go-to tool. I've used Crunchbase, Crunchbase in, in a past life, and I've helped some clients use Crunchbase as well. And Crunchbase is a great tool. I'm not aware of Zoom Info, Apollo. I, I'm aware of Zoom Info and Apollo and Rocket, but I haven't used those tools. All right. So who wants to come on? And again, this is, let's just talk about your, your buyer and possible buying signals and how you can reach out to them. Not reach out to them, but how you can kind of uncover buying signals as they happen. I see a lot of familiar faces. I want someone to come on. Otherwise, it's going to get really awkward for me. <laughs> Do I see someone unmuting? It's like one of those. If, if nobody wants to speak up, I'll take the chance. Frank, yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> you saved me from embarrassment. Go for it. <laughs> okay, Fahim, I'm in the innovation space. All right. We, if we look at past projects, there are six personas that we're dealing with. I fully understand what, what he explained, and, but I was tr trying to translate it to, to our business context, right? There. So, I mean, what, what these guys are doing, these are two, three-year activities where they launch new or, or conceptualize new products, new services, et cetera. How, how can we elicit buying signals from such a, say, constant stream of activities. Obviously, if they say, well, we are focusing our innovation efforts on this on one, okay, I can relate to what you're doing. But typically, we do not have these high profile events that you mentioned, like reorgs or, or layoffs or that kind of thing. What would be your piece of advice? Okay, so who is your ideal customer? Just let's start with the type of organization. How big is this organization? So we start off with, say, 3 billion annual revenue. Okay, so going fairly up. large companies, right? Yes. And these are more. companies that are launching innovation efforts from within, yes, right? Yes, yes. So they're like entrepreneurs trying to kind of... Exactly. exactly. Yeah, okay, understood. And they're the launching these... The buyer is the head of the innovation center, right? That typically okay, so them. let's start off with, with a basic one. Would a new hire... If, if a company hires a new head of innovation or a chief innovation officer, for example, right, yes. that signals to me, that would signal that there's some new initiative or, you know, it could also signal that the, the older person has left and there's, there's a new hire. But still, if there is somebody that's being hired, then obviously there's an initiative or there's some new initiative or that, that you can possibly probe, right, a new innovation consultant. I mean, sorry, a new innovation initiative. Another way to kind of look at it is, okay, when there's an innovation in, in initiative within an organization, what other services do your company, do your ideal buyers typically buy? Like not, not your, not innovation consulting services, but do they hire, do they, do they look for perhaps, you know, maybe lawyers? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud over here. Do they hire or, you know, participate in uh, hackathons, corporate hackathons, for example, right? Do they participate in innovation conferences, for example, or do they kind of, you know, do they put out, you know, hire talent? Like what's the, there's a, there's a head of innovation, yes, but what's the other roles within that organization, within that department? If you can go to job boards, if you can go to LinkedIn jobs, and find companies that have just put in, let's say, innovation manager, if that's a if that's a title at all, or innovation analyst or something, you you know that okay, there are some activities that are happening, and they're 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 investing, and they're looking for new people, and there's mm -hmm. there's possible opportunities there. So mm -hmm. that's something I can I can think of. So let me ask you this: Why do these companies have innovation departments? Yeah, because they want to create new products or services that bring in new revenues, help to transform the company. Okay, new products and services. So let me just think. So what else could be possible buying signals? 
do they do they talk about these products and services on their blogs or you know no, only, only typically only after they hit the market right only after they hit the market. So yeah. So I think that, I mean, off the top of my head right now, that's, I, I can think of new hires. I can think of executives that have been, you know, hired or put in, in, in their position over the last three months, conferences. And a lot of these maybe, so do, what, are, what are the other kind of habits of these organizations? Do they participate in things like, are, is there such a thing as a corporate hackathon or a corporate innovation summit or you know events around this issue could be on a small scale those hackathons that you mentioned but this is not not really the case it's about the key hires okay. i find that we build on that when would you reach out so we get a google alert saying well they have a new head of that of that innovation center would you reach out to that person say the week after that or would you Give him some time, settle down, say after a month or six months. Yeah, you know what? It, it it really depends, right? Like there's no right answer to this. And here's the thing: like if if, if you want to reach out to that person, it's got to be hyper, hyper personalized, right? It's got to be done with a lot of thoughtful research and it's got to be very, 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 very personalized. But still, despite that, you may not get a response if it's a cold outreach. What I would typically do is understand how I can use my network to get into those organizations or how I can, you know, create a piece of very, very relevant content about the specific type of innovation, the specific type of product or the goal that the company has, has, has talked about in its, you know, public interviews or, or, or their blog or whatnot, or, you know, from the annual report. Right? These are $3 billion companies. I'm guessing that a lot of them may be public companies as well. Look at the annual report, understand their goals and make a very, very thoughtful piece of content about how a company like this could achieve its goals and then maybe share it with, uh, connect with somebody on LinkedIn, maybe even not the, the, the original buyer. If you don't get the buyer, you know, map out the influencers. In any organization, there are influencers under the buyer as well, right? VPs, maybe their directors, maybe there who can kind of recommend or you know put you on a path to meeting that buyer so can you map out how you can meet some of these other influencers and you know map out a path so i would do that i would make it if it's like these are large companies and what's the value what's the typical value of your deal if you don't mind me sharing because i i'll give you a relevant point based on that you mean what what the whole value point is no, the, the value of the, the, the dollar value of a deal. If you land a client, like, you know, what's the, you know, lifetime value of that client in dollar, dollar terms? Some six figures from low to high six figures. Yeah. So if it's a six figure deal, like, you know, spending some time and creating some thoughtful piece of content or even a personalized, very hyper-personalized outreach message that you can kind of share would be worth it because if you land a client, it's a six figure deal, Right. And that's the only start. You can even like, you know, build that relationship and, you know, increase the value of that deal going forward as well. So it's worth the effort. So that's where I would start. Okay. We've got mm -hmm. three minutes more. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Thanks for them. Hope that helps. Michael says, if a new executive hire comes into the space, how eager will they be to hire a consultant instead of doing this themselves? And will they have a budget to hire a consultant? This is again, very subjective, but in my experience, Michael, what I've found is that when there's a new hire, that individual starts off on a, with a clean slate and they, 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 they build their vendor list. They build their you know, list of people that they want to achieve the goal that they have been tasked with achieving. This is my experience. And again, I, I don't want to generalize this, right? I mean, it depends from organization to organization, what type of budget they have and whether or not they're allowed to hire a consultant. But here's the other thing, right? Like one part of sales is identifying, you know, the buying signal. The other part is articulating a value proposition to that individual of why they should hire a person such as yourself or, or an organization such as yourself. That's the other part of, of selling, right? But still there's no guarantee that you might, might, might make the sale, but that's, you mean sales is about, you know, making the attempt, right? Reaching out and 
putting your best foot forward and uh, making a case for yourself, right? So it depends on, on organization to organization. We're just trying to filter down and narrow down, you know, what's the best way, what's the shortest path for us in making that sale or, or landing the client. So yeah, I hope that helps, Michael. Don says, for some innovators, it may be signals in the industry that they need to copy. That's a great point. Like, you know, if there are new products and services, going back to you, Frank, if there are new products and services that companies are trying to launch and you know you have a list of companies, you have a list of 20, you know, these billion dollar corporations or that are looking to launch new products. If there's a new competitor that has launched a similar product, maybe that's a buying signal or maybe that's a, a way in to kind of talk to your target co companies and say, okay, have you noticed this product? Here's what this does. And here's you know, how it's relevant to you. I don't know, something to think about. It's just something, I'm just throwing out some thinking aloud here. Or a startup that disrupts an industry, right? So what, what will be your answer? I'm sorry, because... say that again? Or a startup, right? A greenfield startup that disrupts an industry. So asking them the question, how would you like to respond? Well, we do have some ideas and, and references that could show you the way. Yes. Could be, could be possible. Yeah, Don says also depends on whether you're aiming at public sector or private sector. Yeah, if it's public sector, then there are some, there are, you know, there's a lot of public information, SEC filings, if you're in the US, annual reports and so on that you can get information on. All right, folks, that's, we're at the top of the hour. Thank you for your attention. I hope this was useful. Would love to get some feedback for those of you who are just signing off. Let me know if this is useful. Let me know. Also, send me a note on LinkedIn if you have other topics that you want me to talk on. That would be useful as well. All right. Yeah, just type in the comments your feedback before you, before you step off. And that would be helpful. You mentioned another video, a past session. I'm trying to remember what you were talking about. It was something about... I think it was the referral. about referrals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind listening to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send that across to you Lori, on, on LinkedIn. Yeah, thank you. All right, great. This was really good. <laughs> I'm glad I found you. I'm glad you attended. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, thank you, folks. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for listening right to the end. I appreciate your time. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and connect with me and say hi on LinkedIn. For video replays of these sessions, check out our YouTube channel. And most importantly, join us live to get all your questions answered at Consulting Growth Hour Live. All details in the show notes. See you next time.